on this feast of St. Luke. We're invited to reflect on St. Luke as the evangelist, as a person, as a witness. St. Luke was not part of the Twelve. He was not one of the Twelve like Matthew and John. And as you know, both wrote a gospel because they were eyewitnesses. They saw and they recorded what took place. St. Luke was not an eyewitness. He was a disciple of St. Paul. He was born or he came from Antioch in Syria, is known as Antioch, Syrian Antiochia. Um, he came to know St. Paul towards the end of 40, maybe beginning of 50. And then not only did he come to him, but he wished to help him in his ministry and mission. By profession, he was a medical doctor, but he wanted to bring the good news to people with the great and powerful healing that Jesus offers to everyone who accepts and embraces him. He spent his time with St. Paul. St. Paul left him during the second ministry, the second journey, known as the journey of proclamation of the good news. He left him in, the Philipp in Philippi. He, uh, but also, after, after um, towards the end of uh, the third mission or third missionary journey, St. Paul asked him to be with him, and so the two of them were there, and he never left Paul. He, was, uh, he would, went to Rome. As you know, Paul was arrested and sent to Rome. He appealed to, the, to uh, Caesar for the judgment to be made. And so ultimately, as he describes in today's first reading, he speaks of, no one is around me. Everybody left me. Everyone left me except St. Luke is with me, has been with me. So St. Paul finds consolation with St. Luke being with him all the way till he offered his life on behalf of Christ. And then we don't exactly know what happened to St. Luke. There's a number of things where he appeared, but we do not know where he ultimately was, except we know that sometimes run year 80, for he gave his life for Christ. Who was St. Luke, besides being a doctor and being someone who's faithful to St. Paul? He was someone who not only heard the gospel through the words of St. Paul, but as he describes in, in his first opening words of the gospel, of his own gospel, he writes, he speaks to St. Theophilus, a real person or perhaps anyone who's a lover of God, because Theophilus meaning anyone lover of God. So uh, he, he writes, he says, to the one who listens, the one to whom the gospel is dedicated, he says, I have gone and I have collected the good news from eyewitnesses. So not only what he heard from St. Paul, but also he went and did an investigation on his own. And so he collected things in his gospel from, from eyewitnesses. Part of the eyewitness investigation was seeing Blessed Mother. He went to see her. He talked to her. 
we have the full account of what took place from Annunciation. By the way, I wore this today because the Saint, this is St. Luke's Gospel. The first two chapters are in, in pictures right on my vestment. Uh, he described he describe what took place right from the very beginning, from the Annunciation to Our Lady visiting her cousin Elizabeth to the birth of Christ to presentation at temple and finding of Jesus in the temple. This is where we have. So St. Luke gives us an account of what took place in the heart of Our Lady, in the womb of Our Lady. Also, he is the one who describes the role of the Holy Spirit. If we take a look at the gospel, as well as the Acts of the Apostles, sometimes people call the Acts of the Apostles the, you know, the, the big corpus of the New Testament you know, the, the acts of what took place after the resurrection and after the ascension of Jesus. And some people speak of that as fifth gospel according not only to St. Luke, but also according to the power of the Holy Spirit leading, guiding the church. And so here it is, St. Luke, who not only describes the account, the witness of Blessed Mother, what took place, but also she gives the account of the power of the Holy Spirit at work, moved. It is through, him, through the Holy Spirit that the gift of incarnation took place. St. Saint Luke was someone who not only gives incredible account of both the life of Jesus, Our Lady, but in a special way, he underscores people who are broken, who are in need of hearing the gospel. And his gospel is the most universal, very welcoming. The Lord is truly merciful. There's mercy flowing from every page of the gospel. St. Luke, yes, every gospel is an account of God's mercy, but in a special way, St. Luke speaks of people, broken people, who are in need of redemption, who need grace. He's the one that has these parables of sinners, the prodigal son, the Samaritan, Good Samaritan, in the search for, for the lost coin. He describes those who are in need of God's mercy in a special way, powerful way. No one will ever forget the prodigal son, the father of the prodigal son, the, 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 the type of forgiveness which knows no bounds, mercy that is, is completely given to us, the father's love. He describes in a particular way that father's love for us. And, and St. Luke also speaks of prayer, of Jesus' prayer, always turning to the Father, praising, honoring him, giving him everything that he is. He's the one that describes, Father, into your hands, I command my spirit at the, at the, at the cross before he dies. The relationship with the Father through, through the Gospel of St. Luke is very tender. And Jesus always, whatever he does, as St. Luke describes, he spends much, much time in prayer and communion with the Father, whether praying through the night, whether praying before choosing of the disciples, all those things are so spelled out very clearly. So it is the, 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 the turning and addressing, especially those who are broken, who are in need of God's mercy, give forgiveness. We see this very clearly spelled out in the Gospel of St. Luke. Uh, another aspect of St. Luke's Gospel is healing. He was a doctor, and he makes sure that, that there are so many accounts of, of what the Lord does to the people. 
And so if we were to look at a number of them, we, we, we see the, the healing, healing of the, 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 the one who suffers from leprosy, the lepers who were healed, the paralytics, the, uh, the healings, many of the healings that took place on Sabbath, you know, the man who was with the withered hand, he speaks also of the, of the centurion and his, and his servant, centurion. And, and remember when he, Jesus says, you know, based on the account of the account of the eyewitnesses, where the centurion Roman says, you don't have to even enter my house, say about the word, and my, and my servant will be healed, that which we recite each day when we celebrate the Eucharist. And we say, behold, the Lamb of God, and you say, Lord, I'm not worthy that should enter onto my roof. Say about the word, my soul shall be healed. This is also from, from, from St. Luke. And another one is the, the healing of, of the woman who suffered for 38 years, was bleeding. Finally, she touched, touched the, 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 the cloak of, of, of uh, Jesus. Also, the, the uh, scenes of arising from the dead, for example, the daughter of Jairus, um, the, uh, the healing of the, the blind in Jer near, near Jericho. And as you can see, St. Luke, being a, uh, being a doctor, he was very much aware of what Jesus did. Not, not that others did not see. There are some accounts by others as well, but, but he underscored those moments that Christ coming to us was for the purpose of, of re restoring us, healing, bringing us to the Father, uh, giving us the gift of that redeeming love, mercy, which actually makes us whole. And so <clears throat> he, he, is, he is someone who, who uh, would underscore these elements because we know that we are in need of that, that type of healing and grace. His gospel is very tender towards everyone. And he speaks of that universality of salvation. You know, uh, others like St. Matthews uses many expressions which are Hebraic, Aramaic. St. Luke was writing to mostly Greeks or, or Gentiles. He doesn't even speak of pagans, the term, because he doesn't want to offend them. You know, he wants to say, all of you are to come. It's almost like the universality of, of St. Isaiah, you know, bringing all the nations to, to come to know God. This is what, what the Lord is asking us today, to, to read again. Perhaps you may have a chance to sit down and, and read a large portion of the gospel. Sometimes. I was, I was shocked to see when we read different portions, and obviously we are to meditate on what we read, but sometimes it's good for us to read like five, six chapters or, you know, half a gospel or so in one sitting, because then you feel, all of a sudden you feel the power of that gospel itself. As you know, St. Saint, Saint Luke and also others knew that the words of the gospel are anointed words. They're filled with, with God's power. When people hear and listen to God's voice, God's words, they, they, something happens to them. They feel something more. It's just not like reading another story, but God's word touches and goes deep 
and we can feel it, we can see it, we can grasp it, and this is why the proclamation is so important. This is why the gospel today, according to him, just go out. He prepared the 72, you go out. Prepare the people for the, for the coming of Christ. The 72 that he sent out is so prepare, so that people prepare and just say to them, the kingdom is at hand, and you offer them whatever you have, proclaim the good news, heal, whatever you can do for people. And just remember, and of course, he gives very clear instructions. Don't go from house to house. Focus on what you're doing. Don't say hello to many people because, you know, in the Middle East at that time, if you say how you're doing, then they'll give you the whole story. It will take you half a day and come to my visit, my family, visit my sons, my daughters, because that's part of the hospitality of Middle East. And so, so Jesus says to them, just don't go. And then don't say, hi, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, he says, no, you proclaim because there's no time. There's no time to, to, uh, for these niceties, which are actually wonderful. But your purpose, your mission is to, to proclaim, to evangelize, to be the missionaries, bring the good news to the people around because they're in need of this. Yes, they may be happy to, to, be, to be asked how they're doing, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is God's visitation. God wants to visit your household. He wants to come to you. <clears throat> he wants to provide. <clears throat> he wants to provide you with, with the power of the gospel itself and the power that is capable of transforming us, changing us, transforming us to be sons and daughters of God. So this is what the Lord wants, and this is then, that's when he says, don't worry about the food. Whatever they serve you, eat. Don't complain with too much of carbs or whatever. You don't worry about that. You eat because there's something greater than, than I, shouldn't worry, I shouldn't say carbs today because I know that people have, many people need, need to stay off because there's too much. But nonetheless, what the Lord says is, don't worry. Eat what they provide. Don't move around because they'll say, yeah, they're socializers, they're this, they're wonderful to eat, you know, great meals. No, just be focused on what you're doing. And there's this type of urgency, clarity that Jesus offers to these disciples, the 72. He gives them this, this clarity that they have to be evangelizers. And of course, we listen, we hear. Those words are not just addressed to 72, they're addressed to us. We know that. Be the evangelizer, be the missionary, be the disciple missionary. And what can we do? Offer God's word. But how will they know that we're believers? How will they know? Because St. Peter says in his, in his letter, he says, he says, live the gospel. And when people see you, they say, what? There's something funny about you. There's something not, not regular. You're, you're much at peace. You're not filled with hate. You're not filled with envy. You're not filled with criticism, hypercriticism. What's going on in your life? Where's the source of something that you have? And St. Peter says, and then give witness to the power of Christ in you. So therefore, the Lord is asking us to be the evangelizers, to be, but we have to live as though we are believers by our way of life, that we don't witness something different, that we don't witness something that is not of God. Because then they say, well, I guess what's, you know, they're called Christians, but there's nothing different about them. They're just like everybody else. 
ripping each other to shreds, taking advantage, whatever, whatever. And this is where the problem is. We as Christians, we have to live as Christians. And, and the Lord says he will give us the power. But we have to seek, we have to ask, we have to cooperate with grace because that's given to us, even though we're sinners, even though we're broken. And yet there's a desire. So, you know, if, if you, if we offend someone else, because I'm sorry about that. I was reading it from the life of uh, Delindo. Delindo, you know, the, you know, who possibly will be in the future a saint. And he used to do something which was so unusual, people were shocked. People who really offended him, really offended, really, and he had to suffer a lot, being accused of this or that. And to the accusers, those who did him harm, he would go and ask for forgiveness. And, and some were criticizing him, he's crazy, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not, doesn't think like a common sense person. Because if he was, then he, if he were to do that, then he wouldn't be doing what he's doing. And yet every person that he initiated and apologized, even though they hurt him, they became converted. Because they realized, what is he doing? I ripped him to shreds. I reported him to the Holy See. I reported him to, to this. And yet he forgives me. And he's asked for forgiveness. Crazy as it may seem, we don't need to be Dolindos, but nonetheless, there's something here that God is asking us how to be witnesses. And finally, it's not just an invitation, but by baptism, by the Eucharist that we receive, we become carriers and bearers of God. Well, we are, we carry Christ in us, we receive him. We become the tabernacles. Christ through us is reaching out. Christ through us is sanctifying this earth. Christ through us is changing and healing and strengthening because he's using us. So maybe then today, as we continue with this sacred liturgy where we honor Saint Luke in such a special way, may we be like him, evangelizers, May we be imbued with the gospel message to such a great degree that we can't differentiate the gospel written from our life as we are writing it each day. Then we'll be great, great missionaries. And in this way, we'll bring many, many to our Lord. As you know, I, I, I'm always like, I find it difficult where we can say to someone else, I don't care whether you are separated from God forever. I, I just can't, I can't picture that. I don't think anybody would wish. No one wants to have family members not being in heaven with them. But not only that, no one wants anybody else to be separated, no matter what they've done. Because on this earth, yes, there's a lot of injustice, a lot of, lot of, lot of difficulties but something that will last for eternity. We don't want anyone to be separated from God. That's why we have to be missionaries. And this is why Jesus said to Faustina, she says, daughter, help me to save souls. So she offered everything, her sufferings, everything. She wanted to offer everything so that people on this earth may come to know the Lord, may, may be forgiven may receive that fullness of life.
that God has prepared for us, but we have to help one another to reach it, to attain it. By our witness, by our, the power of the gospel, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Eucharist, these are all possible for us because we do have the divine means to attain the goal of happiness for all. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.